Gary Mack of the Mets Musings Podcast. And if you like barbecue and you like baseball, then you have to listen to Baseball and BBQ with Jeff and Lynn. They always have the best guests from the world of baseball and the world of barbecue, all in one little package. So check it out. Baseball and BBQ with Len and Jeff. Okay, guys, take it away. From the studios of Baseball and BBQ on Long Island, New York, this is episode 132, along with Leonard Hollywood Aberman. I'm Jeff Cohen, and we welcome you to our weekly Baseball and Barbecue podcast. Len, how are you? Oh, excellent, Jeff. Excited? I'm always excited. Wow, we've got a lot to talk about. So let's just say quickly, two great guests. Actually, three great guests for this episode. Jeff, tell us about guest number one, because I know he's a fan favorite of yours. Absolutely. New York Post columnist, Phil Mushnick. He is very funny. He's a great columnist. I urge everybody to read his column every Friday and Sunday in the New York Post. And it's just so funny because... How many years have you been a f- both of us have, have read the column and where we've we've even said, you know, Jeff, did you read Mushnick? Did you read Mushnick? There's really there's there's two guys in New York and and I'm not even going to name the other one uh, that do the media columns for the paper. Right. And Phil Mushnick, he, he, he says it like it is. We really we got into so much with Phil. What a sense of humor he has. And it was a delight to speak to him. So. That is guest number one. And who's guest number two and three? Behind the curtain is Alfredo Infante and his son, AJ, out of Miami, Florida. And their company is their company. AJ is eight years old. (laughs) (laughs) So it's more like it's the company they'll eventually inherit (laughs) after dad builds it up. But it is called Magnus Chef. They are a necessity. I say they because two uh, barbecue gloves, a necessity of cooking. When do you need the the gloves? All the time. Yeah. And when, when you burn your when you burn your hand for the first time because you weren't wearing <laughs> That's right. gloves, then then all of a sudden they become the most essential thing that you need. And Jeff, let me just tell you this before we continue. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that MLB, that's Major League Baseball, is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BLEAV. That's B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Jeff, yes, sir. We attended something this weekend. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I guess this is coming out on Saturday. Last so weekend, it was. It was right. It was a week ago. But 
I cannot stop talking about it, which I know I can't stop talking, period. But I can't stop talking about it. I can't stop thinking about it. And I am so proud that we are in some small way part of this community, this barbecue community. Jeff, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what we did this past Saturday, please? Well, we went to the Jeff Mishner barbecue fundraiser at Pig Beach, which is in Astoria, Queens. And they put on a fabulous fundraiser. Dozens and dozens of pitmasters from around the country come here to support this Michener Foundation fundraiser because, uh, unfortunately, Jeff Michener, who passed away way too early and left a legacy of, of big a legacy in the barbecue community and the people from, like I said, around the country came and, and support, gave their support to this. Jeff, there were people there. First, we'll talk about just a little of where these people came from. Texas, Las Vegas, Nevada, South Carolina, Missouri, Arkansas, um, of course, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, California. They were from all over the country. And I know they came in on their dime. And they stayed in hotels and they cooked. They were there all day. The barbecue community is amazing. Some of them well-known, you know, because of their TV shows that they're on. You know, Tuffy Stone was there. Chris Lilly was there. Amy Mills was there. You know, of course, they are known for being on different shows, whether it's on Netflix or the Food Network or whatever. And when you ask them, you know, about it, one, they were touched by Jeff Mishner. Apparently, he, he had an influence on so many of their lives. They just they said when the when the barbecue community needs them, when they are needed, they're there. And we have seen that time and time again. I mean, what about, uh, you know, Operation Barbecue Relief, right? You know, we have interviews with some of these pitmasters and we made connections with others and we'll have them on throughout the year. But when you're talking to them, the ones like Tuffy Stone and Chris Lilly, you know them, they're celebrities, but they are just, they don't give off that vibe. They give off the regular people vibe. And, and it's just, it's great. Regular Joes. Regular Joes. Yeah. You know, regular toughies, regular tanks. <laughs> and we met Tank Jackson, who um, is a hog farmer from South Carolina. And also his signature dish was one of the best was uh, shrimp and grits, which was just absolutely fantastic. I, I got to ask, were they instant grits? Jeff. No self-respect in Southerner would make instant grits. <laughs> Go see my cousin Vinny for that for that quote. <laughs> oh, that was just, but it was it was a great event. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I cannot believe how much space that they have, you know, in Long Island, I, Long Island, on Long Island City, Astoria. For that that pig beach is huge. I couldn't believe how big it was. When you walk in there, it's like another world. Yes. And it was all, like I said, all for a good cause. Jeff Michener had a big influence on the barbecue community and he passed away way too soon, living, leaving a, a young wife and child. And mm -hmm. these people came out and, and supported them and they did a fantastic job. Hats off to Shane and Matt, who own Pig Beach. 
and yep. they just did a fantastic job. So, you know, we will have interviews going forward, but we, we just want to let you know that was a very successful fundraiser. And we had a great time and we thank Pig Beach because they they let us in early. We got to do some interviews and we just I felt really good being there it was just and, just. And don't great. forget, we saw Sean Ludwig. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. That that was a big one, too. Sean is and we met his new bride. So that was very nice. And Sean got married at one of the pig beaches. Ah, yeah. But I'm not sure which one it was. I don't know if the uh, if it was the Brooklyn. We haven't been to the Brooklyn one yet, Jeff. I'm we have to go, go to, to that one. I want to go to the West Palm Beach one. <laughs> that, 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 yes. <laughs> All right. Nice. Enough, enough about what we did. Let's listen to Phil Mushnick. We are truly excited to be speaking to our next guest. I have been reading his column, Equal Time, in the New York Post for many years. His writing is very insightful and at times critical of the state of all sports. I would say that he is the voice of the people and the sports media and leagues should take his advice to heart. It's great pleasure to welcome the one and only Phil Mushnick to baseball and BBQ. Welcome, Phil. Welcome. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate that. Well, By the way, I need to ask you something. Yeah. Given what I know about podcasts, is this a far left pod- podcast or a far right podcast? We are <laughs> in the middle. But they don't come in. A, they don't come in a, any other flavors. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we try to balance it right down the middle. Right okay. down the middle. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a militant moderate myself. Yes. <laughs> that means <laughs> I would shoot you in the leg, but I don't have a gun. <laughs> and I shoot you in the leg, but I don't have any bullets. So I'm a militant moderate. Phil, I would I would let you know though, I would I agree with you more often than you would know. So you know, you know, I think we're on the same page. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, Jeff. If you can agree with me all the time, you're gonna risk losing health benefits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's <boy>. fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Phil, in, in all your years at the post. Did you ever think that there'd be a podcast called Baseball and Barbecue? I mean, that would be the last thing you'd ever imagine, right? Well, you know, I I know a little bit about one and absolutely nothing about the other. (laughs) So So, you know about barbecue. No, I mean, I I, I was intrigued by this. I, You know, if this was like baseball and mosquitoes, I don't think I'd have come on. Baseball and barbecue. uh, Now, now we're talking. I, I I think I told Leonard that my greatest fear of barbecuing is trying to get the Weber grill cover back on the barbecue. (laughs) You pull it on one side, it comes off, and and I start to sob. Eventually, I get angered. It's a two-man job, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And 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 Phil actually said. Phil said he wakes up. Uh, he'll wake up in a in a cold sweat at night, having right. nightmares about that. About the Weber grill cover. Yeah, it's, it's pretty scary. It's you know, it's 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 untenable. <laughs> Imagine he's on the couch at the therapist. So tell us, tell tell me about your upbringing, Phil. No, I'd really rather talk about that damn barbecue cover. It's making me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, that's probably how it would go. Thank you. What do I owe you? (laughs) 
All right, Jeff, go go ahead. What do you go want? ahead, dig in. Leave me alone. What do you want? <laughs> I got so many different things I want to talk to you about. I'm going to start with the most recent thing that's been happening in, in the world of baseball, I guess, and things that's been bothering me as, as well is I watched on Friday night the Apple TV <laughs> Apple TV broadcast, which, by the way, oh I, la- well, I lasted that- one inning, synced the radio <laughs> to the video, and I was much happier. Jeff. I I haven't been able to write about that yet, and I don't care if it's too late. But I'm going to write it for Friday. It was, and I hate to, I hate to be overly dramatic. It was an atrocity. It was such a betrayal of baseball fans for nickels and dimes by Rob Manfred. This they were totally unprepared. They had nothing going on. They the commentary it was endless. And I plan to write this, so I'll give you a preview. Because it's just the truth. The woman, her name was Melanie Newman, never shut up. It was reminded me of being seated next to my sister-in-law at Thanksgiving. <laughs> and except Thanksgiving's two hours, this damn thing was three plus. They missed outs. The graphics were absurd. What was it? The percentage of that? That was one of the things that bothered me. It was constantly on the lower right hand of, of the screen, changing the percentages. Like, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It, it, the game isn't played in a vacuum. It's not. Meanwhile, as I'm as I'm talking to you, here comes up a, a, a uh, interruption on my text about who uh, FanDuel likes tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you want to talk about baseball? Yeah, I know. I, when we were both kids, and you guys probably remember, you're younger than I, but you probably remember the in Yankee Stadium, the big sign, betting is strictly prohibited. Uh-huh, sure. You remember that? Sure. And here we are. Here we are. Now it's uh, strictly uh, encouraged. And when you go broke, you see it at the Major League Baseball pawn shops. Right. But not just with the <laughs> Apple TV. It's the, the oh, Amazon. Exactly. It's the, you know, MLB TV package. It's Peacock now. It's all these streaming services. Fellas, it's done. It's done like first one's free. No, free is free is too expensive for this Mm -hmm. crap. This is all about we're their lab rats and we're going to be the paid lab rats. First one's free. Okay, it's not worth free. It was it was an atrocity. And how is it going to improve? How is it going to improve? If this is what they're, they're opening up with, how do they improve that? What's going on this week that's going to make that better? Mm-hmm. Nothing. I, I, nothing. And I plan to cancel my subscription uh, you know, tomorrow because I'm only going to do the free week. Just wanted to see the, the one game. Being a Mets fan, I wanted to see it. And they had... They were interviewing uh, Soto before the game, and it was like an Apple TV commercial. Oh, send me iPods, <laughs> send me earbuds, you know, please. They missed out. I remember I was watching from the car on uh, my uh, cell phone. Can you imagine? I'm, I'm reduced to a cell phone. And the audio went out. And and the audio. And it was a great relief. It mm-hmm. was a great relief. I could just watch the game. <laughs> but only in, in snippets because the game kept, they, they missed outs. They, yeah, it was, it was absurd. Mm. They were totally unprepared. How Rob Manfred for, you know, whatever it costs could sell this stuff again was a total betrayal. They mm. had, he had no idea. 
Nobody previewed anything. Mm -hmm. Nobody checked on quality control. It was just a matter of how much. Right. And that's, and that's, that's why that's one of the reasons, one of the major reasons baseball has become so diminished. It's about TV money or whatever this was. I I tell you, I I paid, uh, (laughs) got, I have cable, so I won't watch the Mets game on SNY. Now they take it off to put on Peacock or, or Apple TV or whenever it's going to be on Amazon. And I, I get mm-hmm. the network stuff, but, you know, I, I, I don't want to pay for my, my cable just to not see certain games. I don't think that's fair. Well, especially at a, at a point when everyone's kind of hurting and there's inflation and there's tax issues that everyone, I mean, you, at least you guys, and I presume you can, you can write it off. Uh, because this is uh, unless you don't uh, you don't <laughs> well well i can and i don't care any retransmission or other use of this play-by-play is strictly prohibited don't worry about it i'm not using it again <laughs> right don't worry about it and you, you and know speaking in, in, in about the cable fees i know in 2020 i only got to see 60 60 games on cable I did not receive a refund or a credit for the 100 games that were not played, and there was no production costs. Of course, of course. And then when they drop a sports network claiming it's too expensive, and this is an old Jimmy Dolan thing, but now Jimmy Dolan with Comcast is a victim of it. The Garden is because they dropped Comcast, dropped the Garden Network. Now they're telling you, uh, well, you say, well, it's too expensive. to carry. All right. If it's too expensive to carry, where is my rebate for your costs or even a fraction of your costs? Mm-hmm. There is none. So it's, it's complete nonsense. And and yet, where where is the public domain? Where is the uh, our politicians? Where is our better business bureaus uh, to, to, to cover our, our fannies on this stuff? They don't exist. They don't sure. care. I remember I remember when Al Gore was a senator from Tennessee and he referred and I, I thought it was great. And I remember writing about it. He referred to cable TV as the cable Cosa Nostra. Then he ran for vice president or was a president. I'm trying to remember. But at that point, he never said another word because the National Cable Television Association was pounding him with money was pounding him with money. I mean, this was a, one of the most well-heeled lobbies in the country. And where are they getting their money from? They're getting their money from cable subscribers to work against the best interests of cable subscribers. It's an outrage, but welcome uh, to the 19th century or whatever. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, Phil, it's I, I try to not dwell on the past, but I really miss the days when I could just go to the TV and I mm-hmm. knew the network I would turn on to watch the ball game that I wanted to see. Okay. And that changed a little bit when, when SNY got involved and, and, you know, the, the, the teams went on to their cable networks and whatever. So mm-hmm. then you had some games on your regular free TV and then some games on your pay TV. And, but now it's just, it's You've gone to the next step. Yeah, you because you don't know. I, somebody asked me the other day. They were all set. It was it's for that Friday game. It's the beginning of the season, and, the and letter, I get a, I get a text, and it was it could be where's it could the game? Be, it could be sufferable 
if at least they were prepared to show it. They had no idea what they were doing. None, zero. It, it was it was like a, a local cable access show of a <laughs> soccer match in Mayapak, you know? Right. <laughs> Actually, it was a better one because we didn't have Melanie Newman. She never shut up. Uh, but she didn't talk about they, they didn't talk about baseball, though. A lot of it. I, I'm watching it. Yeah, I'm no, she did. The Gilmore Girls. <laughs> oh, no, that wasn't baseball. Yeah, come to think. The <laughs> Do you guys know? I'm sure you do. Jeff Leonard was a player for the Giants. Yes. Yeah, Jeffrey Leonard. Sure. Is that there any, everyone brought that up? No. No, you are the first. Hey, okay, well, I'm the first. Yeah. yeah. So good night. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic, <laughs> as they say. Phil, I, I want to get a little behind the scenes of being a columnist. Now, you've been a columnist for the Post for all these years, and... This post, you want you want specifics? Uh, why, well, why I want to I want to ask you a specific question. Forty so, years, forty years at this column. I've been at the post fifty years. Okay. I joined at twenty. I'll be seventy next month. Happy birthday! Uh, lay down. <laughs> <laughs> when you are a columnist, yeah. So you you are expected. Are you expected to have a certain amount of columns a week, or well, and yeah, when are they? But that's not the point. I'm from. I cut my teeth on on certain columnists. And as much as I was politically, now I'm a little more in line with the politics of a Dick Young. But I always appreciated how he could write in two paragraphs what took other columnists an entire column to write. He let you know what he was thinking, and he wrote it for the fans. He wrote it for the readers, excuse me. And he didn't give a rat's tail with the people he wrote about, how they felt about it. And I think that's essentially a, a residue of honesty. I think it's about, I'm not, I'm not writing for anyone but the readers. They can, they can reject it. They can enjoy it. I'm, I've been very blessed. They seem to enjoy it or mm -hmm. at least accede to it. But I'm not writing, I, I'm not writing for favor of those I cover because... In the end, what's that worth? And in the end, those guys who have been done wrong or think they've been done wrong, they don't go to the, the fanny kissers. They come to me. And not just me. Uh, well, but who else are they going to go to? If they have a complaint, if they have, if they felt that they've been done wrong, they're not going to go to someone who just, you know, a grinning idiot. They're going to come to someone who, who might provide them some relief through the truth, or at least my version of it. I don't know if I write the truth. I, I write my version of it. Boy, that, I didn't even come close to answering that question. Not even close. So now, <laughs> as a as a journalist, I should say, okay, so I still want to know. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> but your answer was so interesting that I my question seems kind of inconsequential at this point. I, I, you know... I used to cover my first beat was the New York Cosmos soccer team mm -hmm. in 1977. I was a copy boy before that. I mean, I, I ran coffee. I made 80 bucks a week. I paid my college loan back and, you know, and, and I hustled. And this is worth noting. I think is that my competitors within the copy boy realm I probably can't call them copy boys now, copy birthing persons or something. They were 
predominantly Columbia journalism graduates, law, master's holders in journalism. And they thought their stuff didn't smell. All right, let me add it. Let me let me start. No, you got to pay your dues, brother. You got to hustle. I had to run photos up and back for up, up from uptown. It was, it was pre-computers and drive people around, go get lunches, go get coffee. And you had to prove yourself by hustling. And almost invariably, these guys and gals fell by the wayside because they were too self-smitten to realize that this is this is a game of hustle. Maybe that's why I, I, I still can't stand it when someone doesn't run to first base. In fact, maybe it, that is the reason. I don't know if it's the reason, but I can't indulge that either. Why would you not run to first base? What's the quickest way home? Not yeah. walking. <laughs> that's why I, I enjoy uh, the players today, Brandon Nimmo. He, he, he runs everything out. That's, yeah. that's why I'm a big fan of his. He plays the game Although, the know, right way. I don't need him pointing to the That's true. That's when he true. gets a walk. <laughs> that's a, I, that's I, true. <laughs> I have a feeling that that wasn't some divine intervention. No, no. It, it could have been could have been a call strike three. But no, I appreciate I appreciate his hustle. I do. I just I just wish he'd be, you know. But I watched Lindor today. I don't want to. You know, maybe I'm just so old school, and I, I don't think old school is stupid school. I think that more times than not, it's smart school. I don't want to see Lindor in the middle of a game swapping smiles and laughs with D.D. Gregorius at second. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to see it. You want to meet after the game and, and hug and kiss? Knock yourselves out. In the middle of a game, get serious. Get serious. Yeah. Or, at least, or at least fake it. At least mm-hmm. fake it. Yeah. So I want to ask you about some of the hypocrisy in sports today and specifically the story of Doug Adler, who you've written oh about God. so, so much. And if, first of all, if you, if you can tell a story of, of what happened with Doug Adler because uh, for our audience. And then I want to ask you a follow up question on that. 2017 Australian Open, Venus Williams was playing. Doug Adler was serving as in his ninth or 10th year as an ESPN analyst on tennis, he's a former All-American from UCLA and, or USC. I think it was UCLA. And he complimented her because she poached the net and he called it a great gorilla. There was a word he added to make sure that nobody thought he was using the G-O-R-I-L-L-A. He was saying about gorilla fighters. A guerrilla strategy. And he was right. And guerrilla tennis had been, not only was it a, a common expression, but Nike actually did a whole campaign, my friends from Nike, on Agassi and I think it was, uh, who used to have the long bullshit hair? Uh, Venus Garayos? Yeah, no, Agassi and oh uh, no, the the good guy uh, from Connecticut. No, no, no. Oh, I know you thought. I know. Yes, I know. Um, anyway, anyway, he, he did this uh, whole yeah. thing on guerrilla tennis, and it was it was a and this moron covering for the New York Times from Australia, just a pickup son of a gun on the cheap stringer 
wrote that he had just called Venus Williams a gorilla, which was just, and, and now it, ESPN had a lot of options. Ignore it. Tell this guy that's nonsense, but mostly ignore it and move on. They fired him. They fired him because it was from the New York Times, and they thought that the Times was going to do a follow-up column on this racist ESPN announcer. Of course, he wasn't racist. He was complimenting her for her guerrilla strategy, and they fired him. And it remains one of the most vulgar, vile responses. And everyone at the Times, everyone at ESPN, everyone in the world of tennis, the McEnroe's, the Navratilova's, the Chrissy Everts, they all know it was nonsense, but they all ran like hell because it was a racial issue. Mm. It, wasn't, it wasn't even a real racial issue. It was a fabricated racial issue. And they let this guy, this guy ended up having within two weeks, a heart attack. Right. It was in his early fifties. He had a heart attack. He lost his health. He lost his reputation. He lost his career. And it was so unfair. It was so outrageous. And this isn't a political thing I'm writing about. This is about common sense mm-hmm. and common decency and what they did to this guy. And I wrote it and it was a, political not a physical it was a political lynching right and it was outrageous and you know the only the matt lauer who was still at nbc in good in good position is the only guy i know who followed the story and i appreciate that and you know who we spoke with big tennis fan named david dinkins Mm -hmm. and -hmm. david dinkins said about this this prosecution of and persecution of Doug Adler, he said it was complete nonsense, but nobody did anything. And, and everyone's so afraid of racial matters. It's not about black or white. It's about wrong or right. Sure. And I'm not afraid to write if it's wrong or right, regardless of black or white. I'm just not going to do that. That's not how we, I was raised. I was raised in a, and I was raised in a, in a Democrat. I, I'm still a registered Democrat. People don't believe it. But I, I was raised in an open-minded environment. I mean, it wasn't overt. I mean, we didn't have political discussions at, at breakfast and dinner. But I was I was raised to put a premium, and I learned it the hard way because my old man would beat the hell out of me. I was learned to put a premium on the truth, yeah. at least my version, or at least my old man's version. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me follow it up with, you said that these prominent tennis personalities said nothing and my I, and for five years you've been writing this happened in 2017 venus williams big name does, does press conferences why didn't she say nothing she said i don't want to get involved and that yet unbelievable both her and her sister are social activists racial activists right versus wrong and this is and it you know and they're full of it they're full of it. They let this guy swing and they know they know he was innocent. They know he was innocent. Everyone, anyone who could put two and two together knows he was innocent. And the guy, his name was Ben Rothenberg from the Times. You know, he, he has since been let go. That's my understanding, because he's done other really reckless 
irresponsible things under the New York Times heading. And we had an exchange of emails and he said he wouldn't back down. He says, well, you know, gorillas are known to attack people. And that's what I heard. I said, what are you talking about? It was a tennis match, you idiot. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. am I yelling no, they I get just, my blood angry. Sorry, I don't mean to get blood up. But yeah, but yeah, for five I I always wondered why can, take, can I take a standing eight count here or something? <laughs> I always wonder why Venus Williams just wouldn't come out and say the truth. And I always wondered that. And, and thank you for answering that. But she didn't want to get involved, which is total BS. She could have just it's put an egg to her. It was it was you know it was it's it it, it gets in my course. I mean so, I speak to Doug Adler once in a while still, and I hurt for him so terribly, but I'm not, I'm not even writing about him anymore. I'm writing about the whole idea of how black or white has been, has trumped right or wrong. And it's, that's, that doesn't help anyone. It sends us all backwards. And can I I mention now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that you are, your blood is boiling and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you about someone who has been a foil for you and makes for a very good column when you bring him up. So I I think maybe there's a love hate relationship. I don't know, but, and that is Mike Francesa. Oh no, we love each other. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we used to, we used to get along quite well. I was a big advocate of his, and then he, I should have seen it coming, but then I saw that he was using me as a mouthpiece. He was was leaking information to me about, oh, ABC uh, wants me for Monday Night Football and this thing and that. And, And, you know, when you're getting it from one source, who's the only source, and you don't need a second source because it was coming from him. And... I'd write it. And then the next day on the air, someone would call and say, what's that all about? He'd say, I don't know where he gets those things. I have no idea. You know, and I, I deny it. I deny it. And I called him and I said, listen, you forgive me, you son of a bitch. Don't you ever, ever play fast and loose with my credibility when you're the when you're the source of that stuff. Oh, yeah, mush, mush, mush. Yeah, calm down, calm down. No, I'm not going to calm down. Don't ever do it again. And sure enough, he did it again. And then we were done. We were done. And then, you know, the rest is <laughs> is history. <laughs> but it did make for... It He's did a make liar. For, He's yeah. a liar. But it He's made for some fraud. very good columns. Yeah, but, you know, it, it became an easy... He was fish in a barrel. He, he mm. was an easy target. He just did something this week, you know. He's 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 still got a podcast now where he's he's a tout, and he still can. He's never gotten a thing right, and he says my picks have value. That's a direct quote. Well, who do you like in the Masters? He's a Sheffley. He counted out. He's got no shot. Well, he won, and by <laughs> and then he said the winner would be Kopka. He didn't make the cut. So, but you'll never, he'll never say, he'll never come back on the air. Not, not that anyone listens. I got this from the, one of the two guys who still has to count, but he's, he's credible. So I'll, I'll go with it. What else do you want? Well, I I tell you, you why do I have to look at your closet? (laughs) 
<laughs> this is class? this is podcasting at its best, it, you know, because it's audio. So <laughs> my wife made me close my closet. The door is off, Phil. So, you know, you could see. <laughs> another one of your, your pet peeves, which is, is one of mine as well, is the, the replays because it was originally put in to turn over egregious calls. And now it's in favor for the slightest minuscule change. And, and it's really not worth it. And totally also, unintended. Oh, my God. Totally and the, the way the, talk about adding adding time to the game. You know what? If they have to have it, 30 seconds. If you don't know in 30 seconds, leave the call. The only practical reason I could see to ever use it, and I don't, I would, was for, to determine a home run. Right. It's the only thing because the, the ball's out of play either way. But it's the thing. I mean, the guy runs up, ends up at second, or if it hits the, the foul pole, you know, if it gets it's left of the foul pole or right of the foul. But it was, it's totally unintended. This had, Nothing to do with what Major League Baseball or the National Football League or the National Basketball Association or the National Hockey League ever had in mind. And yet that's how it's overwhelmingly used. And no one's going to stop it. What do they say? The toothpaste is out of the tube? Yeah. Because now everybody, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I watched an NHL game. It was like two minutes after the play. A goal was scored, and they went back to see if it was an offside. And they determined it was. And it was. It was an offside. But you're going back two minutes? I mean, you know, one of the beauties of, of sports, we used to be to argue over bad calls, good calls. There was something happened today in a Met game. Camargo, is he on the Mets? He's on the Phillies. Okay. Camargo hit one down the left field line. It hit the line or appeared to hit the line. He finished at second, maybe even third. I, I, I have to look at the DVR. And there was no problem. SNY, Gary Cohn, Keith Hernandez, there was no problem. And then there was a replay, and there was no problem. And another replay where they showed maybe it was foul. And at that point, they began ripping the umpire. How could a major league umpire get that wrong? It was so damn close. And you could see some of the chalk kicked up, but it was off of the spray from the ball hitting the dirt. How could a major league? And yet it took them three, two replays to even suggest that he, the, the ump had made the wrong call. And that to me is, that's not fair. No, that's it, not fair. absolutely not. And, and It's not fair. I mean, I, I don't care if the Phillies win. I don't care if the Mets win. That's right. another thing. You, you you write something uh, supportive or critical of one of the teams in this city, and you're a hater. You hate well. <laughs> right. I, I can, but you know what? I shouldn't complain because I've been very blessed. I have a really what I believe to be, and this sounds self smitten, but I have a really solid readership. They're literate. They're thoughtful. They're appreciative, and. I think they do appreciate someone who really doesn't give a rat's tail what Aaron Boone thinks about, right? Or, or Tom Thibodeau or whatever. Speaking about the broadcasters, though, in in New York, you have the baseball, you have the Mets broadcast, and and the Yankees. And you brought mm-hmm. up recently that that Gary Cohen brought up the Robinson Cano PEDs, and he brought that up 
either Met broadcaster brought it up and, and, and spoke about it. The Yankees would not would not even dare touch that. Jeff and Leonard, here's what broadcast entities don't understand. This is national. It's local. They don't understand that an honest, candid announcer or group of announcers can be the, your best advertisement, can can put you in the best light possible because you have your freedom to speak what you think. And what are the Yankees or the Mets going to do or the NCAA going to do if you take a shot at someone? Not cash your check? Not cash your check? Come on. You're paying them and you have to be subservient to their wishes? I don't think so. I wouldn't do it. It's not even about being subservient. It's about being honest. What network, I'll ask you guys, here's my question. What network, local or national, stands out as being honest all the time on behalf of its viewers? I can't think of any. There is none. Right. What are they thinking about? They're all the same. They all they all follow the same pattern. Mm-hmm. Let's BS. Let's fabricate the truth. Let's ignore the truth. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's an outrage. And could you imagine if there was one network that was known for being truthful, honest, at least allowing the announcers to have their their unfettered opinion? How would that hurt them? It would it would benefit them. Yeah, well, so we, we all know what. Well, we all know Ken Rosenthal was was fired from MLB Network for being critical of Mon, Rob, Rob Manfred. Can you imagine? Ugh. Rob Manfred should have just walked on this thing. The the bosses at MLB Network should have just said, "Good for him, good for him." Now nah, get out. What morons? I mean, again, this is going to sound self smitten. If I were shill. You wouldn't be talking to me. Right. I wouldn't have had a career this long. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have said, oh, I read you every day. You wouldn't have because I'm a shell. <laughs> right. Now you went to survive. Phil, there are so many times where Jeff will call me and, and he'll say, did you, <laughs> did you read Mushnick's column? Did you see what Mushnick put? And, you know, maybe maybe this is saying too much, but Jeff will sometimes go and get the paper specifically. To oh, see your college. That's Friday and Sundays. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Well, that's so, Jeff's problem. Really. <laughs> well, <you> know, he, <laughs> <laughs> he risks, Jeff, you risk, you risk losing health benefits. <laughs> you know what Phil, do you guys did, do for a living? <laughs> we bought <laughs> <laughs> really, I, 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 I admire what you're doing. You guys oh. are very devoted. And I, and uh, I feel very much at home. And I, I want to know something about you guys. You got kids? Well, Len, Len yeah. works in, in insurance, and I work for a large large professional services firm in the sales operations department for cybersecurity. So that's, how's that? <laughs> Could you be any more vague? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> well, it's security, Phil. You know, it's, it's security. No, and, I, and, I, and I do. I work for an insurance agency. But podcasting just doesn't. An insurance agent. Yeah, but who is? I'm sorry. My father was. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah he died in prison. No, he didn't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, podcasting doesn't pay the bills. But what's funny is one Where's of the, the things- barbecue part. Where's the barbecue? We're, well, 
I mean, if you were Phil Mushnick Pitmaster, we'd talk to you about barbecue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like you know, Peter Luger's sauce on everything. <laughs> there you uh, go. Yeah. You know, it's very interesting because reading you for all these years, we know that the all the, the talk radio, right? I mean, uh, Jeff and I go way back. I mean, Art Russ Jr. I was a big oh, fan of Art Russ Jr. Were you really? ABC. Oh, I loved Art Russ Jr. Bad guy. So and we followed, you know, when FAN first started. I mean, so we, we, you know, we've been, you know, listening to sports radio and all this. And funny thing is, is that basically uh, we love doing this and we love to get to talk to people like you. But podcasters are really the people that call the stations, (laughs) you know, and Um, yeah, perhaps, perhaps. But I just can't imagine being put on hold for 10, 15 minutes to be insulted. Well, that is true. Yes. I I can't imagine. (laughs) You know, first of all, I really love the show. First time, long time. Yeah, that's one of the great, uh, the great Francesa prefaces was, Mike, I really love the show, but don't cut me off. (laughs) Right. <laughs> you son of a gun you know you're not gonna let me tear a sentence out so i love you but don't cut me off i tell you the state of, of radio of sports radio today is is really terrible I, you can't Disney. listen you can't listen Disney. the only one who i prefer to listen to would be evan roberts on saturday morning when he's alone so i think he does an okay show by himself but everything else i, I can't listen it's not it's unlistenable it's become crude, and I understand the uh, the appeal of like you know Howard Stern or Don Imus stuff, but it's become uncreative, unclever, crude. And by the way, I looked up unclever the other day. I tried to write it; it wouldn't. It kept getting redlined. I, apparently, there's no such word as unclever. Was it today? Yeah, today's Wednesday, right? Yes, I happened. I was unfortunate enough to be in the car. And I turned on uh, Geo and Boomer. Oh, you're going to say, I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> about their conversation about testicles? Yes. <laughs> Itis. Oh, my Yes. God. Inflation. I, oh, it yes. Was so, yeah. It was so yeah. childish. It yeah. was so boorish. It was so vulgar. It wasn't the least bit clever. And they were hysterical. They're laughing their heads off over what? It was junior high school... It wasn't junior high school. It was like fifth grade humor. It wasn't funny. And and they're there. And then, of course, they had to end it because they had to do a uh, a commercial on how good uh, DraftKings parlays are, which is the biggest sucker bet on the the board, please. I heard that, too. I heard that, too. I mean, what would you think, Leonard? What were you saying to yourself? This is, you know. What are they trying to do here? Who who's their target audience here? Yeah, a kid well, they, picking the nose and eating it. <laughs> they they start well. They start off talking about bursitis, right? And and then they were saying, oh well, that's an inflammation. And then they were talking about uh, you know the different itises. And the next thing you know, one of them says, oh well, there's a penile itis, or and, and the next thing. It's like, and there was a vagina crack in there too. Yeah, I mean, what? It was also a vagina crack in there. Yeah, and it's I mean, like if that's not, I tell dirty jokes, but they gotta be funny, and they're not on the air. Yeah, it was. Imagine that. 
What's the matter with me? I work from home, so I, I missed all that. Thank goodness. <laughs> you Another joke. Sure. Sure. I'm in a diner the other day, and the waitress comes up, and she's scratching her rear end. And I said, "Excuse me, ma'am, do you do you have hemorrhoids?" She said, "Whatever you see on the menu." <laughs> but boom, boom. <laughs> that to me is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Where's a rim shot when you yeah. when you need one? But I'm bum. You you wrote a column. Uh, looks like on March 31st. I don't know if you wrote the headline or not. MLB foolishly eliminating one of baseball's most riveting dynamics, and it was about the Rick Camp game. Now, if anybody doesn't know, uh, the Rick Camp game was July 4th, uh, 1985. 19 innings. Rick Camp, a no name uh, reliever. It's a home run in, 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 I don't know, the 16th inning or something like that to tie the game. Uh, the and 18th, the game goes 18th, 18th inning. It goes 19 innings, and it's memorable because it went 19 innings. Do you know who the last out in that game was? I don't remember. Was it a, a Rick Camp? Rick Camp? He had to stay in the lineup. They had no one else. But that, we'll never they have see a ghost. that again. No, now they have a ghost runner. The because ghost runner. That's what made it so special. That what, game. What is, is a ghost runner anyway? Ghost runner. It's a yeah, Halloween special. Like the, the ghost runner. The NFL tried to say an off week is a bye week. No, it's not. A bye is when you advance without playing, and everybody just said, "Oh, that's what the NFL wants. That's what we will do." It's an off week. Why couldn't they have said off week? Right. There's no bye week. Bye, you're playing in a tennis thing. Okay, you were the champ, so you get a bye in the first round. That's a bye. Right. Yeah. But everybody, you know, you know, it's like walk-off. That yeah. was a walk-off. Especially when everyone's running around. Exactly. It's a walk-off. Yeah, guys, coming in from third. It's a walk-off. <laughs> you, you know, you, next thing what they're going to do is, if you remember, I remember playing little uh, wiffle ball in the backyard. Ooh. You'd set up a chair, and if the yeah. ball went, you know, hit the chair or whatever, and it was just two people playing. So if the ball went a certain distance or it went past you, it was a single or a double. And that's <laughs> next thing you know, you're going to have, oh, well, that was a single. Uh, you know, the, the ghost runner advances. Oh, no, he didn't advance. What a horrible childhood you had. <laughs> but, uh, getting back to this game on July 4th, 1985, you, you wrote, and, and I, I'm going to quote here, and it was baseball. No replay challenges, no DH, no analytics, no quitting. Baseball in its glorious, natural, and semi-memorial memorable state because yeah. we'll never see that again. No, you won't. No, you won't. Everything's fabricated. Every Everything. And you know what, Jeff? Every Everything that they've tried to fix is stuff that doesn't need fixing right you know these the, the umps now i've just said uh ruling on the field is an hour foul foul ball well you couldn't have signaled that couldn't signal that i mean but now we're gonna have rules against the shift what happened to the fundamentals that the greatest sluggers in the world would bunt mm -hmm. to beat the shift they wouldn't allow it they wouldn't allow it that'd be why why are there you saw today's uh met game it lasted like a 46 yeah. hours or yeah something. long game for nine innings yes why are they using 16 pitchers per game or oh, you're a you're a fourth inning relief man why you leave the guy in if he's if he's effective you leave him in 
You can't script these games. Play to win this game. Worry about the next game tomorrow. Yeah. Well, Clayton Kershaw was pitching a, a perfect game today. They took him out. Unbelievable. What was he in? in uh, he had 80, 80 pitches 80 in pitches. the seventh. He was in the seventh. Uh, who, who won the game? <laughs> I don't know. Dodgers win? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, think the so, Dodgers but, uh... won. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. It's incredible. Phil, I have know. you ever had to retract a story? Have I uh, retract a story? Where, you I've, know, correct, a... I've corrected some mistakes. Okay. I've regretted writing some things. Okay. But uh, there's something about a retraction that I can't wait to do because it's a good faith thing to do with readers. That's what broadcasters don't understand. If you say, listen, yesterday I said something really stupid. And even if I'm I'm 5% wrong, I'm stupid. I was wrong. And that doesn't, nobody sits there and says, what a jerk he was. He was wrong. No, they say, what a decent human being he admitted it. And that's what they don't get. That's what they don't. I can't, if I've made an error, if I've wronged anyone, I can't wait to write the retraction. I can't wait to write the correction, even if it's just informational that wasn't even particularly significant. I want to write, I want to write, hey, I got that wrong yesterday and I'm sorry. I'm, you know, you don't want to get too dramatic over it, but I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I was wrong, but uh, I'm trying to think if I've ever written something that I regret. Like, no, not not to not to any dramatic extent. That's a good question, though. I'd have to go back. Oh, my marriage uh, license. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm happily married. <laughs> well, not happily. I'm just married. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, yeah. Did, did did you know we booked Henny Youngman? I thought we Henny <laughs> oh, Youngman, Grill Master, Pit Master. <laughs> we met him right? at club one day. He was he was a, he came over at the Friars Club and he and I you know I you know I'm a kid. It's Henny Youngman, and he says, "Did I show you a picture of my pride and joy?" I said, "No," and it was he took out a card. It was a. A uh, box of pride and a bottle of joy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? You sit there and you laugh. <laughs> Take my wife, please. Yes, yeah, exactly. Please. <laughs> so, Major League Baseball now has hired someone, the special assistant to Rob Manfred, who's a foul mouth. His name is obviously CC Sabathia. He's a pig. He's on. He does podcasts, and he's you know vulgar, and he spews oh. you know stuff out there. And, and he fancies himself a, a big family guy. I love yeah. my children. What about my children? You fool. And okay, keep going. I'm sorry. No, no. And, and what you know? What will he be doing at, at Major League Baseball? That you know, someone it's who, pandering. It's yeah. pandering. It, you know, it's sort of like you know Biden's choices for Supreme Court and, and Vice President. It's you know, I, I I don't want to hire a minority. I want to hire a minority, so it'll be any minority. No, no, that's terrible. That's terrible. Who does that? Who does that help? Minorities? Not in the least. Not in the least. But what's you know? How, how's what's he going to say to kids? 
listen to you. Beep, 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 beep. Exactly. Yeah, but Curtis Grandison is a great guy, very charitable, works with kids. I mean, he'd be a perfect guy to have uh, to be involved with, with the game more is than that? he is now. Curtis Granderson. Oh, I, Curtis Granderson, to watch him in action as a Yankee and a Met, where he was so incredibly embracing of the crowd, especially kids. And if you've ever heard him speak, you know, his, his Detroit roots and his collegiate roots, he's a mensch. Yes. He's a mensch. Yes. And but you know that they've hired him is is an upset. I mean, today Vince Scully wouldn't be hired. He has no gimmicks. He doesn't scream. He doesn't yell. He wouldn't be hired. He wouldn't right. make he, he wouldn't make it past the first audition. Mm-hmm. They want Gus Johnson. They want uh, John Sterling. They want that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm asking this. I I've read your column, but. Uh, in the past, but you mentioned Sterling. Some people love him. Some people don't. Um, you love them, non-baseball fans. They're Yankee fans. So they're Yankee fans. And they listen. They don't even know the score because John doesn't give the score. No. And But genuine baseball fans, including Yankee fans, I don't think they can stand him. He's he's not there to tell them the game. He's there to dance for his own pleasure. He makes it about himself. That's the problem. He, you know, everything and he's is the condescending. And he's smug. How many home runs has he called that weren't home runs? Four hundred. Right. Four hundred. <laughs> he's never learned to wait. Why don't you wait to find out first? Why don't you wait? Why would you tell all these Yankee fans a guy just hit a home run when he just hit a foul ball? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? But, you know, I've known John for, oh, I knew John when I covered the New Jersey Nets in 1978 in Piscataway when he was their, their announcer. He was the same guy. He was he was just, it's all about me, and I'm going to use this game to promote myself. Mm-hmm. And only a sucker owner, and George Steinbrenner was a sucker owner when it came to, to broadcasting. I give you Susan Waldman. I give you John Sterling. I give you Michael Kay. That's what got them over. How many times Sterling stabbed people in the back to get a job or tried to Mm. spread rumors about went to the owners and went bad guy. Yeah. Bad guy. I know he's in his eighties and I don't, but he was a bad guy 40 years ago. He's a bad guy now. You know, I I, I was, for some reason, I was watching the Yankee game the other day, and went to extra innings. And when when, John, when Michael K went free baseball, like, uh, that just guy. that just annoyed me. <laughs> I found out recently that's not even his call. I heard uh, I'm not I, I haven't verified this that this was that was a Chip Carey, the late Chip Carey, <laughs> but that was a Chip Carey call, uh, free baseball. Mm-hmm. Still so. a dumb call. I mean, it's he's just so he's so contrived. Oh, uh, like see ya stuff. Oh. Uh, it's just and he and you know, no, there's another pass ball, Gary Sanchez. Oh, uh, well, you know, he almost got it, <laughs> right? And then Paul O'Neill will blame the, the umpires. Well, 
Keith Hernandez and Gary Cohn today blamed the umpire for that ball that was hit down the line. They said, how can a Major League Baseball umpire miss something like that? Well, you fellas watched two replays before you even realized that it might have been close. So what are you talking about? Where's, where's the human condition here? Trying to be taken out of the game. Taken out of the game. What, what, you know, your, your thoughts on the leadership of commissioners today. I mean, we know it's not not great. Manfred, not a fan. Goodell, what is you know, are these they're not great, commissioners, they're CFOs, CFOs. they're chief financial yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, they should change they have nothing to do with change it. the title. They're uh, not they're not stewards of the game. No. They don't care about the good and welfare of the game, uh, especially in the long term. The last commissioner of Major League Baseball had was Faye Vincent. I agree. Yes. And that's yeah. why they got rid of him. Exactly. Because he got rid of Steinbrenner for a second time. Mm-hmm. And all these other owners said, well, he's not going to do that to me. And they they dumped him. Right. And, yeah, he he definitely, I agree, he was the last good commissioner the baseball had. And Paul Giamatti, who, guy, know, who knows how he was the only guy with an eye <laughs> who saw through the whole Howard Spear nonsense. Yeah. Howard Spear wasn't a mobster. He wasn't a gangster. He was a bedwetter. Mm-hmm. He was a bedwetter. And and that Steinbrenner and a guy named Phil McNiff, Phil McNiff was a former head of the FBI in Tampa who tried to blow the whistle on Spear up here. And the FBI up here said, what are you talking about? This guy's a little bedwetter. What are you? And so he, he sent the Tampa Bay FBI to get him. On behalf of Steinbrenner and people like such as Michael Kay, he was still at the Daily News. They're writing it. Some some gambler, dumb gambler. He was a pathetic bedwetter. He was, you know, he was working with Dave Winfield. He was there. Dave Winfield was probably tossing him peanuts. And they went, you know, Steinbrenner and McNiff handed Spear when they paid him thirty thousand dollars. They handed him pamphlets from American Shipbuilding, which Steinbrenner owned, you know, to like, hey, kid, you know, look, this could all be yours. Yeah, yeah. Even when, even when Spira was sentenced to prison and he was, he was sentenced to, he was sent to a place called Butner in North Carolina and he was put immediately by the judge in the psychiatric unit. In the psychiatric unit. And he called me, collect. And I, I felt terrible for him uh, because I knew he was pathetic. The Holocaust survivors, kids, and they always have a, not always, but there's a, a certain element of dysfunction there. And, um, and he still thought, he was still delusional enough to think that Steinbrenner was going to hire him when he got out of prison. Going to make him an assistant GM. Jeez. That's how pathetic it was. And I got Michael K. kissing Steinbrenner's rear end while he's portraying Howard Spira as a mobster. A mobster. No self-respecting mobster would would, would allow him in the room. If there were hundred, in fact, Howard Spear. If I, I I've written this and I have, he's a paranoid schizophrenic. He was so bad that 
a doctor at Bellevue, felt, and this was a totally inappropriate and perhaps illegal, a doctor at Bellevue sent me his, his diagnoses. And, you know, he was classic paranoid schizophrenic, delusional from here till next week. And it was just, it's just so sad that, you know, he, but the only guy who saw through it was Faye Vincent because he immediately suspended yep. uh, Steinberg for a second time. And that was the end of uh, Faye Vincent. Yep. Before we let you go, I want to end on a lighter note. Your column frequently has these lookalikes. Uh, mm. You put two pictures. So do you come up with the readers send that to Send it to you? Yeah, the reader's been great, but it's hard to do now. There are copyright laws. You know, they want uh, payments. Uh, I don't always get along with our photo editor who thinks he knows better than I. And perhaps he does, but most of the time I, I don't think he does. But there are copyright issues about uh, payments that I never had to deal with before. So it was a fun element. And I'm glad I did it, and I'll I'll try to continue it if it's really, excuse me, if it's really good. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, I've 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 come in up against some barriers on that. Uh, did the readers uh, suggest those to you, or did you come up on with the- almost all the time? Oh yeah, but sometimes I mean, I renewed one the other day that I couldn't couldn't get out of my head from years ago was was uh, Buck Showalter and Elroy Jetson. If you look <laughs> yeah. at Buck Showalter. You look at Buck Showalter, thirtieth, and then it was Daryl Strawberry and Dino the Dinosaur. <laughs> they, were, they were dead lookalikes. Tommy Lasorda and Betty Friedan. I mean, it's hard to imagine. But it was... Well, thank you so, so much. There was another that. one: George Jetson and Vince Scully. Ah, George Two Jetson. Jetson. All right, yeah. you want me to get out? Uh, you know what? We've taken so much of your time. We appreciate it. And, and thank you so much. I mean, yeah, we thank yeah, you. Bill Mushnick of the New York Post. Go get his column. It is just fantastic. I am an avid re- reader and, and look forward to every Friday and Sunday to your columns. Well, there's no accounting for taste. Right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Phil. Good night. Well, thank Phil. you so Good much. Good night. Good night. Do you believe Lynn and Jeff? And the Baseball and Barbecue Podcast are getting a cup of coffee in the big leagues as part of the Believe Network. This is Doug Shiding of Rogue Cookers and Barbecue World Champion and guest host. And I can't wait to listen to the 40 million followers cheering for the upcoming show content. I believe. Do you? Jeff, is that my gift to you? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. You know, it's uh, it's funny because you, you read his column for years and columnists are are so different than just reporters. There are some you just tend to look for. You know, there there's beat reporters for for the for the teams that you read their stories, the columnists the, and and Phil's been doing it for years and so well and it was terrific. It was really it was great. Always look forward to his column. Yeah. And if you want to get in touch with the show Give us a call at 516-855-8214. Email us, baseballandbbq at gmail.com. Leave a comment on our Facebook page, Baseball and BBQ. Instagram, at Baseball and Barbecue, where barbecue is all spelled out. Tweet us. We have a Twitter, at Baseball and BBQ. 
Our website is www.baseballandbbq.weebly.com. And always please rate and review us. And also apparently subscribe. We, we, subscribe. That's right? Good. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah, we want them to subscribe. Apparently, that's another that's another podcast thing. You want them to subscribe, and that way, when they do, they'll be notified when our new episode comes out. Because you know we're so secretive about our new episodes. <laughs> Jeff, before we get to our next interview, before we get to uh, Magnus Chef with Alfredo and his son AJ, let's just mention our friend Ray Sheehan who, of course, has his company called Barbecue Buddha, phenomenal sauces, rubs, sauces and rubs. And of course, he's got a couple of books. His newest book is his Big Green Egg Cookbook. Highly recommend it. And then, of course, our friends at BaseballBBQ.com for the grilling tools and accessories. And we've said it time and time again, baseball bat handle spatulas and tongs and the forks and bottle openers. It's quite, quite amazing. And of course, Father's Day is not that far off. So why not think ahead? You can get it engraved in any way you want. So that's. And, right. and you reminded me about baseball. Let's just congratulate Miguel Cabrera, who got his 3000 hit. He's the 33rd player to do that. So congratulations <laughs> to Miggy. Congratulations, Miggy. Come on the show and we'll <laughs> congratulate you in person. All right. We'd love to have you on. All right. So anybody listening, <laughs> tell them we said congratulations. Exactly. And by the way, Jeff, we're going to have on uh, Alfredo and AJ of Magna Chef, and they're going to mention. Uh, so we're going to mention it that to say when you go on to Magna Chef to buy these incredible gloves, mention Royal 21 for 15 percent off. So you put in Royal 21 when you're checking out checking out that doesn't sound right but <laughs> you know what i mean the promo code yes promo code that's right promo code royal 21 receive 15 percent off these are incredible grill gloves i guess that means we should get right to alfredo and aj Magnashev. our guest should be very familiar with the product that he sells this is a product that you don't realize you need it until you're about to reach for something. And then you're like, wait a second, that's hot. <laughs> this is an essential part of grilling, whether you're smoking, grilling, whatever you're doing and dealing with fire, even if you're handling hot handles of pans in the house, I think you could, could use these. His company is Magnus Chef. His name is Alfredo Infante. His son joins us. He's a baseball player. <laughs> he plays left center field. His name is AJ Infante. And together, they are the Infante duo. That's and right. we are very pleased to welcome them to baseball and barbecue. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Thank you so much, guys, for having us. Pleasure to be here. Say thank you, dude. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> So before we get to the nitty gritty, which is, of course, Magnus Chef, we have AJ. And AJ, tell us how old you are. Eight. Eight. Is that 80? Or... Eight. Wow. Eight years old. And where do you go to college, AJ? <laughs> <laughs> Paul Gables Preparatory College. 
Ah, so not college yet. (laughs) And AJ, you're a baseball player, huh? And you play left center. Is that what I'm being told? Gotcha. Jeff, you're a left fielder, right? I am. So where is left center? Well, (laughs) if you do geometry, it's somewhere between left and center. So (laughs) right around there. (laughs) And AJ? Do you like hitting better or do you like fielding better? Hitting. Hitting. Okay. And what's your and favorite you team? A- what's your favorite yeah. team? Marlins. The Miami Marlins. Ah, they have some pretty good pitching this year. They're gonna be yeah. they're gonna be tough. We're New York Mets fans, and I know that they always played us tough. You had Derek Jeter as one of the people that w- was running the team, but he left. Yeah, somebody uh somebody it didn't make him very happy. So, AJ, maybe that job that is now available, you may want to apply to run the Marlins. Do you think you could run the Miami Marlins? Of course you could. Come on. Come you on. Know, that, that Jazz Chisholm, that's, that's, a nice, that's a good player. I like that Jazz Chisholm. Yeah. It's a few solid players. Let's see. Uh, I just, I honestly, we, and we'll go to a couple of ball games, but we kind of, I, I at least, Love the uh, the old school Marlins, you know, and uh, we actually started off as Philly fans here because we didn't have the Marlins oh. back before '93. So mm-hmm. my dad is in Philly, and we were Philly fans before the Marlins got here. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Jeff and I got to spend uh, a day in at Citizens Bank Park. We got to talk to the Bull, Greg Luzinski, who happens to be a big barbecue guy. Nice. He's got Bulls barbecue there. Makes his own sauces. And I I didn't see him with any uh, Magnus Chef gloves, though. You might need to, his pitmasters might need to uh, have some gloves. They they definitely need to upgrade because you're just going to be, you're just going to be wasting your time with the other ones. Nah, I'm I'm, I'm joking. There's there's, there's a lot of different gloves out there and they all serve a different purpose. What I was trying to do is basically make a a one glove that does it all. So we're going to talk about the gloves, but I just want to ask AJ, a little more, just I'm going to ask you one more thing. Are you a power hitter, AJ, or do you like to, are you a speed guy? Are you fast? What's, what's your, uh, what do you like to do best? I'm fast. You are fast, huh? So AJ, you know, you're going to tell all your friends about this podcast. You're going to be famous. <laughs> That's right. Maybe, says maybe. You're doubting them. <laughs> well we're going to talk to your dad now about his company all right and you stay with us if you want and and if if your dad doesn't know an answer or something or you don't think he answered it well enough you jump right in okay so alfredo you you have these heat resistant barbecue clubs which i am told are quite amazing I've seen the the website Magna Chef. They look great. And how did you get into the barbecue glove business? So that that started just basically cooking at the the firehouse. You know, um, you know when you're a fire station, you're basically everybody's. You know, you got to have a few plates that you can do. Uh, we have cook days, and and I I started obviously uh, trying to master certain things, but I noticed. On, on the grill and, and, and around the station. And there was just all these different kinds of gloves, but, you know, they were very cumbersome. It wasn't that one glove kind of does it all. I like to marinate with certain gloves. I was using um, 
you know, the, the little nitro gloves to marinate steak and whatnot. And, and I was like, man, you know, I think there could be one glove that do all this stuff. Why are we wasting time? I'm using these cotton aramid fiber gloves that, you know, as soon as you, you get them a little wet, they're getting hot and they're compromised. They basically can't use them all for the rest of the day. And then the silicone gloves that I use are so tight to the skin, I was ripping them off. So I was like, what if we were to do something different, right? And uh, that's when I came up with the concept of basically MagnaChef. And that web concept was making a glove that was comfortable like a mitt, but it worked like a glove. And that's why we have that web shape, which uh, which everybody obviously asks about because that's never been seen before. Then along with the magnets, it kind of just, when you click them together, it makes your hands easy to slide in and out of the glove, making it that much easier to do what you need to do on the grill. If you're marinating meats or whatever, you can get in and out, get your spice, get your rub, add that in there, get right back in the glove, go right back to work. And then obviously in between marinating and cooking, you, you'll, you're going to wash them or whatever. And then you get on the grill and, and you can, you know, flip your sausages, steaks, whatever. If you're dealing with a hot skillet, it's MagnaChef's got your back. I mean, we're, this silicone is three millimeters thick. The regular silicone gloves are only one and a half. So it's going to give you double protection as far as uh, heat is concerned. They're heat rated at 500, but they're really a lot higher. I just didn't, I haven't paid the $15,000 on a firefighter salary that I can pay to do these tests. So <laughs> I, I've compared them to the best gloves on the market and, uh, and they can hang with, with any of them. So without blinking an eye. So you came up with this concept. So I, the, if I heard you right, you you're a fireman. Yes. Well, that's yes, a sir. tough job, and, and you know, thank you uh, wherever all firemen around. That's a tough job, and we thank you for protecting us. And yeah, you have to cook uh, in the firehouse. So yeah, that uh, great concept mm-hmm. that you came up with. And I mean, I see all all in the barbecue, but this can be used in, inside and out, correct? So inside and out, it's funny because a lot of people go get it. Women will buy it for their husbands, for the girl, they'll try them and they're like, All right, we can use this for baking. And they, so it's, it's, and I see a lot of the same names buying within a week span because the, the wife is stealing the gloves from the husband and, and vice versa, you know. When the husband tries it, it's like, Jesus Christ, this feels so nice. I can use this on the grill. So, yes, absolutely. For the oven, for the grill, whatever you need to do, or it's uh, heat or anything else, they're your go-to gloves, you know? Yeah, they, when you have a cast iron skillet, you, yeah. you're using a cast iron skillet at home, whether it's in the oven or on the stove, that handle gets really hot. Yeah, this, it's a great thing because a dish towel or even even oven mitts, they a little bit, you know, you have them on, that heat goes through them. But the thing is, you want to be able to have flexibility. You know, when you're when you're cooking and you don't want them to be bulky, because if you're trying to grip something and you don't really have a good grip, you're going to drop it. That's a great thing, too. Now, Alfredo, I, I know we we keep asking you this, but you came up with the concept and, and and the whole with the idea of putting the magnet in them, which is to make them easier to take on and off. Correct. So it's funny, actually, when we started it out. I started with Velcro, believe it or not. So there was no magnet there. There was just like a, a like a metal lip that I did aluminum lip with Velcro underneath it. So they would come together and I slide it out. And that was basically the proof of concept. Now, when we really, I 
you know, then took it to the engineer. I was like, I know I can do it a better way. I'm thinking plastic. And then we came up with the plastic concept with the metal, sorry, with the magnet in the, in the middle. And then it made it that much easier. But yeah, so basically that helps for just basically getting the gloves together and you can literally slide your hand right out. So it's, it's like having, it's funny, a chef put it, put it the perfect way. It's like having a third hand. So when both hands are, are, are dirty, compromised, whatever, you can't use it to grab something. You need to grab your phone. You can just click, slide, mm-hmm. do whatever. All right. So now you, you have these gloves. Now the, the barbecue world has a lot of products. But of course, if you, if you have a good product and a lot of people know about it, you're going you're gonna to sell it. How are you getting the word out? So, yeah, it's actually been really uh, grassroots, just going to a lot of uh, just like competition barbecue. I found that that was the crowd that that kind of took us in the easiest. You know, when you start out, you're you're not sure, right? You're not quite sure what audience is going is to capture the traffic, right? So you so you put a little over here and the, the cooking and the, and the baking and a barbecue and, and, you know, you do try different ads and, and we were seeing, I mean, competition cooking is very similar to firehouse life in the sense that we can't waste time. You know what I mean? We're, we're on a, a time limits to get things done. Right. And you got to drill or you got to do something and, and you're cooking in between calls. You need to be quick. You need to be fast and you need to be efficient. Right. And that's what comp cooking is all about. So we kind of gravitated towards that because that was we had the most in common and they, and they and that's why our gloves serve that purpose of being efficient being effective and, and getting the job done for these conferences right you know you know what i'm thinking is that aj could wear this instead of a baseball glove can this be used instead of a baseball glove because that that might work you know you get these people will see that and they'll be like wait a second I, you could play baseball with it. You can barbecue with it. it multi-purpose, yeah. might, that might be a selling, be a selling point. point. The way he hits, he'll give me. He'll, he'll give me a lot of. Or as batting gloves. Look, he had an idea. Batting there gloves. Yeah. <laughs> See. There I, you I, go. I, I, I will say, you know, Len, uh, he has some uh, reviews on his website, on our favorite website, and one of the heavyweights in the barbecue world, just Prylus, is glowing about these gloves. So that's a that's a really? big name. That's a big name, just Prylos. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, she's she's big. She uh that was the original Magnus Chef Club. That was actually Magnus Fuse. We changed it. We made the cuff a little longer. We made a, a, the glove a little more flexible. And now the dexterity is great. And yeah, she was one of them. I mean, you got Harry Sue, which is also a big mm-hmm. name. Sure. X is big too. Dogfather's Barbecue, Barn Barbecue. There's there's a ton of guys out there. On, on the do, do you that have I Jeff Cohen on there though? That's a big name, Jeff <laughs> Cohen. Big name in barbecue. Yes, yes, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but, so there's a there's a lot of guys that it's it's just cool to see when I go to these services and, and a lot of people that I don't even know these people and they're coming up to me and it's just it's just awesome. It's just gives me goosebumps because. We've helped them like kind of solve the issue. Like, man, we're not using towels anymore. We were wasting towels like crazy, you know? And it's like, man, it's it's so true. Because I was doing the same thing. I was going through nitro gloves, I was going through towels. And now it's like you're this is this is it. Like this, this is this has solved that problem, you know. 
and we've gotten a lot of love from these guys in, in that in that circuit, and and uh, it's been it's been great. It's been it's been a real fun experience. You're gonna go on Shark Tank? Is that is that the plan? I'm just I make it up, that, but that's the next <laughs> obstacle. Yes, we want to do that. Yes. Well, then, I don't know when Miami, Miami again, but it should be hopefully. You know they'll ask you. They'll they'll say, "Well, uh, what are your sales? Is oh, it patented? Is it you know? Do you have a copyright on that? Do you have you know all this utility patent? So it's it's the one that counts." <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you going on. Uh, you you've been making the rounds. I've seen you on Pit Life Barbecue on that podcast. I saw you uh, made an appearance on Home Shopping Network. Getting the word out. Yeah, it's been it's been a great great little experience with. Uh, they like barbecue. Those guys are great. They do awesome quality uh, podcasts, and uh, and they love the gloves. They're they're. I mean, they it's changed the way they've they've been cooking, and uh, and yeah, the home shopping network was a great experience. That was awesome. I mean, you know, it was, it was it was only five minutes that I had, but let me tell you, we did we did well, and and shoot, it it was it was awesome. It was awesome. It was it was crazy. It was during the COVID, so the only bad part we lost connection for a little while. and i was a little bit upset but but when i was on the air the numbers the numbers were great then we got kind of cut out but uh but it was awesome yeah the the home shopping network is 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 amazing because everybody just they they watch that and they're like i gotta have one i gotta have one but do you even need it it doesn't matter it's on the home shopping network i gotta get one (laughs) it was an awesome experience and I might, I might be back with them again. So that's that's uh, that's another fun part. So we'll see. Hopefully sometime soon. It'll be nice. I mean, yeah. your, your gloves are, the colors are very vibrant. I mean, they're, they're, they're outstanding. I mean, just looking on, on your website here, just the, the neon green and the orange and the red and the blue. And of course, comes the black. It's just, it yeah. really, really pops, you know? Uh, yeah, actually, we're out right now of, of orange and, and green, but we still have blue, black, and red. Thankfully, but we should be getting that back in stock. Shipping right now has just been a little bit of a hassle. That, but at least those three, those three also do well. So, so that's a good thing, you know. Absolutely. Jeff likes to have his gloves go with his outfit. He's very coordinated. He's the most fashionable barbecuer. Yeah, and. No, no, no. I, I, I'm a Mets fan, so I would get the orange and blue, of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> and I like the way you wear orange on one hand yes. and blue on the other. That's Absolutely. right. <laughs> and I, I'd also like, you know, that I'm also a big Star Trek guy. So with the fingers going like the web fingers, oh. like, like Spock, it looks really cool. <laughs> yeah. Forget Prosper. Just live on. Exactly. That's it. That's and it. also on the website, I see you're selling cutting boards yes. and you've got a rub that you yep. sell. The white lightning, it's excellent. It's a really good rub. There, it's, it's an award-winning rub. These guys do amazing stuff, uh, boards night out. And yeah, they're, they're excellent. Really, really good rub. So I'm sure uh, people out there would love them. So, so it's a brand. You've got a real, you know. Magnus oh, yeah. Chef is, 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 is a brand. Coming out with some more products. We uh, we should be coming out with another product in uh, our, our next product uh, this summer. So, yeah, I will I will shoot you something out if you guys want to have us back. If we don't totally embarrass you and maybe uh, 
Well, we'll we'll have AJ back. I don't know about you, <laughs> Alfredo. You you kind of you kind of do embarrass us, but AJ, <laughs> you're cool. All right, run. <laughs> so, uh, Alfredo, people can get these on on your website. I I know that, but I know there's other places. I, I saw them on on Amazon, but it's you know I, best to go directly from you, right from Magna Chef. Yeah. So if you go to magnachef.com, so that's M A G N E C H E F dot com, you'll find us there. And I would love to, if uh, if that's all right with you guys, give your audience a uh, a little promo code so they oh. can get a, a nice little percentage off the glove. If that's all right. Absolutely. Absolutely. We All right. Go ahead. So, yeah. So you can get a 15% off if you use the code Royal 21. So that's R O Y A L two one. And that'll give you a nice little. So use Royal 21 Correct. to get, to get, and how much will they save AJ? I mean, AJ, AJ, Alfredo, AJ. AJ, AJ, how much will they save? Yes, 15%, right? Say it. 15. Thank you. Nice. That's very nice. Okay, good. Royal 21 to save. Use code Royal 21 to save 15%. I'm trying to use my official announcement voice. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, you can also. There's the cutting boards on there. There's the rub on there. There's the gloves on there. But seriously, mm-hmm. when you are cooking, mm-hmm. I mean, just even even when you get, even if you're using, let's say, a gas grill. All right, perfect example. A lot of people, you know, use gas grills. Yeah. And you have, you know, you you've got your spatula. Maybe it's not as long as you'd like, or your tongs, and you got burgers, and they're towards the back. What happens? You you accidentally have your forearm touch that hot and it burns. Absolutely. Right? Yep. But if you put on gloves that are bulky, again, you don't have the control. But with these, you will. It, it makes sense. Use the gloves. Don't get burnt. Right. There's, there's, there's the motto. Use the gloves. Don't get burnt. That's it. That's it. One hundred percent. Yeah. And slide and and slide it. Don't fight it. Right. It, and you know you can use them. And like anything, remember. I mean, a glove. Obviously, I've had a lot of experience as a firefighter in the sense that anything after a while will get hot if it's over fire. That's just that's you know that's what, that's fire signs, right? It's a it's a heat shield basically, right? The good thing though, and that's what I see with these other gloves is that it gets hot really quick in some of these other gloves and it's to the point that you are literally like either tearing them off you or somehow some of them if it's silicone they can kind of stick on you if they're Mm -hmm. that tight five finger grip and then the cotton fiber they they can get it takes a little bit more but if they're wet they get hot instantly so these these at least warn you. You get a real slow heat coming. So it it starts to hint. Okay, it's starting to get warm, but you still have those extra 10, 15 seconds to work over the fire, which is which is huge yeah. because you get a lot done in 10 or 15 seconds. Sure. I mean, what else do you need at that point, right? So that's what's nice about them, and you know the fact that they are uh, food grade silicone and and not that arabic fiber cotton. Uh, 
uh, glove, even if they get wet. Okay, so they're a little hot, so you put them off to the side for a minute or two, and mm -hmm. they'll get to cool down, and you can use them again. You know, so that's the nice part. You sold us. You sold <laughs> us. I'm sure you sold our audience. Everyone, <laughs> use Royal Twenty One, save fifteen percent. AJ, you've been great. Alfredo, you've been okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate you both. Want to thank you guys for coming on baseball and BBQ. You know, where else do you have a grilling and baseball podcast? I mean, where you combine two great things. So thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to when you come out with something else. Come right Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having us. Thanks. Thanks. And thank you, Alfredo. And thank you, AJ, for joining us on Baseball and BBQ. Those gloves are very unique. Did you notice how they are web-shaped? Yes. And it reminds me of Spock, you know, live long and prosper. Yes, you did say that in the, in the interview. So you want one blue one and one orange one. <laughs> That's what I would like. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's a very good thing that the Mets don't have three colors. Because where would you put the third glove? Exactly. <laughs> Jeff, Baseball and Barbecue is brought to you by Bet Online. And how do we end it? With the musician, Dave Dresser, the poet, Shel Krakowski, and not the song you think, no? but the beautiful. No, it's not. You, you, you switched it up a little bit. The song Ace and Bobo. And we'll see you next time on Baseball and BBQ.
jingle, stay.